The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray get into Monday Night Raw from last night. What's the new wrinkle with Cody as we get closer to WrestleMania 40? Also, what about the crowd reaction to Cody and The Rock? We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I'm a little confused after last night, but I'm pretty good this morning. All right, so what's got you confused? Well, um, Monday Night Raw. It's not really that it has me confused. I, I, I'll I open up this morning by saying this. I want to see if you felt the same way last night or if any of the other members of the Busted Open Nation uh, felt the same way. By the way, big shout out to every chapter out there from Bangor to Bakersfield. We love your brothers and sisters out there. To all our truckers out there, uh, uh, blow one for us. Um, I'm so consumed by what's going on with Cody, Roman, Rock, Seth, Drew, that I'm finding it difficult to pay attention to the rest of the show, despite some really good stuff on the show last night. My wheels are, my gears are turning so much with this Cody situation that I'm finding it a little bit hard to focus on the rest of the show. I can understand that, and I think it's more, like you said, it's not that what we're getting from the rest of the show is bad. It's not that at all. It's just that this is so intriguing, so confusing, so interesting, so emotional, that, of course, this is what's going to grab your attention and keep your attention. And I believe this Cody... Roman, Rock, and now you could throw Seth in there as well. I think this is a very intriguing. And what I'm most looking forward to this week more than anything else, Bully, is this press conference that's taking place out in Vegas on Thursday. Because I think, or at least I hope, some questions are going to be answered about as far as what we're going to see in Philadelphia for WrestleMania 40. And you mentioned all the names, but you failed to mention Drew. And after last night, I think you got to throw Drew's name in there also. And I feel like Drew was almost the MVP of that segment last night. I thought Drew did a fantastic job and a great follow-up from what we saw from Drew 
last week. So he has inserted himself into this story and you're finally getting, at least I think only you can answer this bully. I feel like we're finally getting the Drew McIntyre bully that you've been asking for for the last two to three years. And that Drew McIntyre might not be good for everybody else, but it's really working for me. I like it when the package you know, matches, you know, the total package of Drew McIntyre, the bass in the voice, the extremely, you know, rugged man, you know, not the whiny Drew McIntyre that I believe we had gotten in the past. This Drew seems to be a lot more in control, clear and concise, knows what he wants to do and knows what he wants to say as if, as if since he's put punk on the shelf, He's a more focused Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and 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 again, this is a great story, but it is this is where you know the beauty of pro wrestling lies in, where you don't know what's going on and what's scripted and what's not scripted and and what's real, what's not real, what's for the show and what's actually behind the scenes. You know, you and I grew up in an era where we thought what was being presented on our TV was 100% genuine and 100% real. Those days are long gone. So now what is it that's going to grab fans' attention? Obviously, it's going to be good storytelling on the programming itself. But where does the magic lie? Where is the the silkscreen, so to speak? It's It's when you don't know what they want you to know or you think you know but you really don't know. There is still a gray area when it comes to wrestling, Bully. Ding, 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 circle gets a square. You took the words right out of my mouth. The gray area. It's It's that area of the promo, area of the match that actually sends you into a dead stop where you go, wait a minute. What he just said, that sounded entirely too real. Well, wait a minute. That punch looked entirely too stiff. And I love that gray area. When I teach my students uh, about the art of cutting a promo, I talk to them about the gray area, about saying things in a promo, verbalizing something that makes your opponent actually physically take a step back. Saying things that sound so real looking them dead in the eye, tone, inflection, volume, that the person standing across from you is forced to take a step backwards. If not a physical step backwards, definitely take a mental step backwards, the gray area. Because if the guy or the gal standing across from you can't figure it out, I can guarantee you the fans can't figure it out. And Drew hit a lot of gray area last night. It's funny when you're saying that, but, and I hate to go and rewind past history, but isn't that exactly what happened between Hangman Page and CM Punk yes. on AEW Dynamite where Hangman Page said things there where CM Punk was like, whoa, where, 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 where's this coming from? Why are you saying this on live TV? That really started the foundation, the crack for AEW and the, and the relationship between CM Punk because of that gray area between Hangman Page and Punk. No. Um, I, I, yes, I do agree with you. That's because I, I believe punk took that stuff a little too seriously. You have, there's an agreement once you go in there. Okay. And if there's something that you want, 
your fellow wrestler, your fellow entertainer to stay away from, kind of your job to tell them to stay away from it. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm just going to use me and Tommy as an example. There, do you know what's off limits with me and Tommy? Uh, family? No, because I told him I wish his mother was dead. This is Actually, true. I said I was happy his mother was dead. There's nothing off limits. Okay. Why? Because when you're in that ring, it's all business. It's not personal. Now, if you bring up something from somebody's past, like let's say somebody had a, I don't know, a DUI, right? And you're like, remember 12 years ago when you got that DUI? Nobody knows about that DUI. That's not like public wrestling knowledge, blah, blah, blah. You know, you stay away from it. Even Jeff Hardy has allowed people to go near stuff, stuff like that. So, yes, Hangman Page and Punk got very, very personal. And I think Punk took it a little too personal. And I also feel like where Hangman Page was coming from had nothing to do with the story that they were telling and had nothing to do with the narrative. So I think that's what it, why it threw CM Punk off. And and then it's really up to Punk, believe it or not, the it, this lies, the onus lies on the veteran to turn around and kind of sit the other person down and go, "Your what you said was great, but it doesn't fit what we're doing here. We're we're getting no good mileage out of it." All you're doing is hitting a line that makes the people go, oh, and then after that, it's dead. So everything that within the context of the story, I believe, is on limits. Like, I would never get mad at anybody who said something to me in the ring because we're working. It's kind of like Terry Funk. Terry Funk never smartened anybody up as to what he was going to do. Because when you're out there, you're working. So everything is on limits. I don't know what I'm going to do out there. Uh, when it comes to mind, I'll just do it. It's like Terry. I, I always t tell the story about when Terry blew fire at me and Devon, more specifically Devon. Terry Funk did not smarten me and Devon up that he was blowing fire at us. Could you imagine that you're in a match, Dave, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's Funk getting the getting the uh you know pulling the q-tips out of his uh out of his trunks and swallowing the you know the the everclear and all of a sudden gonna blow fire at you fire fire yeah fire, fire. It's, it's crazy when you think about it but so you don't always know and sometimes when you don't know don't know it makes for better magic in the ring but kind of getting off down. No, but I think it is the topic of what we're talking about because we'll get into the more uh, the more of the specifics and what was said last night between Seth, Cody, and Drew because I thought it was a great opening segment last night. But let's start from the very beginning, Bully, and the very beginning is about what took place Friday night with Cody, The Rock, and Roman. And it started a groundswell over the weekend where We Want Cody was trending number one. And I was very interested turning on Monday Night Raw last night about how the crowd was going to react. Now, we heard the reports at live events where the Rock, uh, pictures of the Rock on the big screen were being booed. And there were Cody chants and we want Cody chants. And then on Vengeance Day, Sunday night, which, by the way, we got to get into that tomorrow because that was a very good show. But um, there were we want Cody signs in the crowd during Vengeance Day. 
So I was very, very curious what that crowd was going to be like last night. And then right away you saw a ton of homemade, you know, we want Cody chants. And it was even like the old K signs where there was multiple people spelling out with signs, we want Cody. So right away you knew that this we want Cody groundswell is getting bigger and bigger to the fact that, the you know, you saw it play out with the crowd on Monday Night Raw last night. But here's the deal. Here's the truth. Nothing really caught traction last night. The We Want Cody chants never got real traction. You never heard the entire arena chanting it. Um, What were they saying about Rocky? They were saying... They were, they were chanting Rocky sucks. The Rocky sucks never really caught traction. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like half of the arena wanted Cody, half of the arena wanted Rocky. Half of the arena hated Rocky, half of the arena loved Rocky. There was never that definitive every single person in the arena getting behind one particular chant. And it's and it's, it's hard it's, it's also very hard for a WWE universe fan to chant Rocky sucks. I agreed. And and I was actually surprised by the Rocky sucks chants because I actually thought they were pretty loud last night, uh, loud enough that the commentators had to acknowledge it. But but also the fact that this isn't like the Daniel Bryan groundswell, you know, at WrestleMania 30 10 years ago. You're talking about The Rock. The Rock's a legend. The Rock's an icon. You know, The Rock is on many people's Mount Rushmore. I would think, Bully, that when you look at some of the most popular wrestlers of all time, Rock, The Rock is on that short list. So it's very, very difficult to make The Rock out to be the heel in this situation because he's so beloved and you have decades on his resume that the people, the people absolutely love The Rock. So it's, it's, it is interesting to me that you have the We Want Cody, but if, you, if it means you get Cody, that also means you don't get The Rock. It's a, it's a weird dynamic right now. It, it's brand new. Yeah. It's brand, brand new. People don't, first of all, people don't know what direction the WWE is going in with this. Hopefully we have um, lots of answers given to us by the time the press conference comes along at uh, uh, Thursday at seven o'clock at night for us on Peacock, right? Yes. Yep. But last night that that arena did not know what they wanted to do. They weren't fickle. They were just indecisive. I, uh, when I hear chants <clears throat> like that, Dave, I listen very, very closely. And Seth did a phenomenal job of laying out last night and allowing the chance to happen, especially the Rocky Sucks one. He really gave that chant a, a chance catch some steam to get some momentum but it never really did because as they were chanting rocky sucks half the crowd was chanting cody so yeah. nothing ever really got going but they seth weren't on the same page they correct. weren't on the same page last night and and it's and it's funny with seth because you know seth is he, he wanted to get that knockout punch after what happened to him on friday night but again like them singing your song and things like that, that's not the pop. The pop is always like when you come out, the reaction of the crowd. 
to to me the sing along of your entrance theme is not a pop. So I felt like Seth was almost chasing that a little bit, hoping to get that big pop for himself to kind of throw it back in Roman Reigns' face from what he said on Friday night. And I don't think that quite happened last night. Last night, uh, when when Seth came to the ring, I thought the show started with Seth. Yes. Seth came out. I thought Seth got a good pop when he uh, when he came out. I thought he got a, a good reaction. And it would have been nice if right beforehand, if Seth could have sent a little zinger over to Roman, Seth could have just turned and looked at the handheld camera and go and said, how's that for a pop, Roman? Just just a little just a little zinger back at him. Just a little something, because the, the line that Roman hit on him, no pop, right? That's what Roman said about Seth. You know, Roman mentions Seth Rollins. The people didn't pop for Seth's name because they were listening to what Roman had to say. And then Roman goes, no pop, right? Like, that one, that's a hell of a shot. You got to take a hell of a shot back. Like, that's like getting stiffed in the ring. That's like me catching you with a punch right in the jaw. You have to receipt me immediately. You got to yeah, catch and, me with one right back. And and Seth did allude to it. I mean, Seth said, oh, sounds like a hot, you know, a nice pop to me. But, it, like, it it was. Oh, I, I didn't even, I didn't even re- realize he said that. I, yeah, I must he, have he missed said, that. Yeah, he said that after when they were singing when they were singing his song last night. Yeah, but see, not alluded- after the song doesn't count. That's not that after just like you were saying, you can't say that after the song. Because the pop is the initial reaction you get once your yeah. music plays. Not just like you said, not singing the song. Yeah, it's just it's it's interesting. The one thing and the things that I thought got the biggest reactions last night and is when Seth or Drew alluded to Cody wrestling Seth. Whenever that was alluded to or whenever that was mentioned, the fans booed. The fans don't want to see Cody and Seth. That is one thing that is very, very clear, especially after last night, Bully, is the fans, the WWE Universe, does not want to see Cody and Seth at WrestleMania 40. I want to see if me and you were on the same page with a certain term. After last night's promo, opening promo, Mm -hmm. what words or words came to mind as far as what they were trying to accomplish or what they did accomplish in the first 15 to 18 minutes of Raw? Gosh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Nothing really comes to mind. I was I was asking myself after the segment's over. I said, "Self, how do you feel? What are they doing here?" And I, and the answer that popped into my head, holding pattern. I felt like last night's promo was a holding pattern for the WWE. I think they were using last night's as a bar- barometer. I could be totally wrong. This is just the way I felt. Let's use it as a barometer. Let's see what these people are chanting. Let's see what's going on. Let's feel the room out. Do I think enough happened last night for them to change their mind? No. But I felt like last night was a holding pattern. It it was it I I I actually agree with you on that, Bully. I feel like and I don't know this for sure. I'm just I'm just reacting as a viewer, almost like they don't know 
what's going on here. So let's play both sides. Listen, we know the WWE good enough, bully, that they're going to, if they don't want you to think a certain way, they're not going to remind you of certain things, correct? Yes. They're not going to remind you of it. They're not going to acknowledge it. But they did acknowledge those chants last night. And it wasn't just Pat McAfee. It was Michael Cole. When they were doing the Rocky Sucks chants last night, Michael Cole was like, what is this, 1996 again? Like, he acknowledged the Rocky Sucks chants last night. I, I mean, that surprised me. Because it's like, well, well, wow, they're really acknowledging these chants from the crowd. And the one thing is, and Bully, you're right. There were so many different chants that I thought they were definitely audible for sure, but they weren't those really loud chants because it seemed like this side of the arena had a chant, that side of the arena had a chant, this side of the arena had a chant. But they were all... Go ahead, Bully. Go ahead. But when you hear an arena chant, we want tables, you hear everybody chanting, we want tables in rhythm, we want tables. But yeah, because everybody knows what they want. Here, there's levels of it. Uh, first of all, there weren't Seth Rollins chants and there weren't rock chants. Those those weren't any chants that I heard last night. It was Cody chants, we want Cody chants, and Rocky sucks chants. So it's like they're not on the same page as far as the chants, but I think they all want the same thing. That's why the one sound that I heard that was definitely audible at a loud level is, again, whenever they alluded to Seth and Cody in the ring together at WrestleMania, it seemed like everybody in the arena was booing. I I don't know where they go from here. Let me ask you this, Bully, and this is an interesting gauge. What if we saw The Rock last night? I wonder how the crowd would have reacted if they would have seen The Rock last night. Same way you heard them react. You would, first of all, if the minute <clears throat> Rock's music hits, there's mm -hmm. going to be a massive pop in the arena. Why? Because it's The Rock. And not everybody gets to see The Rock live in person anymore. We were talking about um, the, the pop that he got in, out, where were they, Alabama last Friday yeah, night? Uh, Yes, Birmingham. Yes, they were in Alabama. So everybody's talking about the massive pop. Even Rock's talking about it on social media like my pop was undeniable. No shit, Sherlock. You haven't been there in 10 years. What do you think they're going to do? It was like Christmas all over for them again uh, last Friday night. They, they, they haven't seen a, a star of the Rock's uh, magnitude in, in a long, long time. So, yeah, you're going to get that massive, decibel, uh, uh, piercing reaction. So last night, if The Rock would have came out, you would have got the same thing. But after that pop subsided, now that half of the arena that realizes that Rocky bullied himself, or at least we can surmise that he bullied himself into the main event, are now going to start chanting, Rocky sucks. And I don't think they want Rocky in that position. I damn well know Rocky doesn't want himself in that position. This guy needs to come out smelling like roses and the biggest baby face of all time. I don't think the, the, the WWE is prepared, although they could turn on a dime if they needed to, for an entire arena chanting 
Rocky sucks. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. Like, I, I don't think there's a, a one arena in the country, uh, except maybe Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, where <laughs> the entire arena is going to chant, you know, Rocky sucks because he's such an icon. He's such a legend. You know, I, Bully, I always think of this. I always think of the Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden. Here comes John Cena. John Cena comes out as a big surprise at the Rumble. The place goes ape shit. But then five minutes later, they're booing John Cena because it's always going to be, oh, my God, it's John Cena. But then five minutes later, you're like, all right, it's John Cena, and they're going to do what they've always done to John Cena, which is boo. I agree with you, Bully. I think if The Rock would have came out last night, there would have been this huge pop. But as the segment went on and as the night went on, then they would start turning on The Rock. So it's going to be interesting how how many times we see The Rock in the ring full of an arena full of people. And they even alluded to the fact that, like, about The Rock having not been in the ring for a long period of time. Michael Cole even said, hey, it's The Rock. He's earned this this opportunity because he's The Rock and what he's done in his career. So Michael Cole even alluded to that because one of the other arguments that people are talking about, Bully, is like, how can The Rock get a championship opportunity against Roman Reigns when he hasn't been in a match in almost 12 years? Like, As of right now, not only is there no match for the Universal Championship, at WrestleMania. And there's no match for the WWE Championship either. But if Rock and Roman go to this press conference and come out of the press conference with a championship match, that really does suck. It does. Because how do you come waltzing back in without being around for, what, 10 years? How, when was the last time you saw him? I don't. The remember. last time he was in a, the last time he was in a real actual match was against John Cena at WrestleMania 29. So you can come waltzing back in and just step on every last person. Listen, as of right now, Tazawa deserves a shot at Roman Reigns more than The Rock because at least Tazawa has matches under his belt. Now. If you come out of the press conference with Rock versus Roman for head of the table, for a main event that doesn't have the World Heavyweight Championship on the line, I can deal with that a little better. And then it would make sense what Cody said, by the way. and, And one more thing. Maybe one of the GMs, and I preferably would love to see it be Aldis say, well, Rock, if you want a a, a match for the Universal Championship, all you got to do is one thing, win the Elimination Chamber. So if Rock were to go to Elimination Chamber and actually win and get a match under his belt, if the, if, if the GM says all you got to do is win Elimination Chamber, then the GM laid down the law, and if Rock wins the Elimination Chamber, okay, storyline-wise, I understand why he gets his shot. On the other hand, it also gives him a little bit of live round ring time to just get his wind underneath him a little bit 
in a in a in a live scenario. You put him in the chamber. You have him come out sixth. He does his thing. Yada yada yada. Rah rah rah. Sis boom ba. You have him win. Now he's got his shot. Yeah. If not. Go ahead. No, I, I, I. You can't just put the Rock in the ring with Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Like I, I can't see how you can do that. I, 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 that's really just, I, I really think it's disrespectful to the rest of the roster. They don't, they, do un, unfortunately, Dave, they don't care about the disrespect to the rest of the roster. And I kind of, when it comes to these things, I see the other side of the coin. I, I see the, the office side. The office's job is not to worry about what's fair and not fair. At the end of the day, this is a business for independent contractors, and the best independent contractor gets the best spot. That's the brutal business of wrestling. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet, and now we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark with me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. Ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Tell us about that crowd, those chants and that crowd reaction last night, Joe. Hi, y'all. Okay. Well, let me tell you about it. First of all, tomorrow marks 24 years that I've been watching professional wrestling. Raw Dallas, Texas. That was the night Cactus Jack. Triple H was set up for Hell in a Cell, no way out. Uh, Awesome. um, The one that shared the video, that was me. I was there in the crowd, and they were chanting that all night long. All night. Wow. Okay. Uh, All night. Before the show, during matches, everything. Uh you know, All right, wait, I'm hold on, sure. uh, wait, Joe, hold on one second. So, Bully, that's very interesting to me because the only time that we as TV viewers heard the Rocky Sucks chants was in the opening segment, and it wasn't it, – we heard it, but it wasn't hugely audible, correct? Correct. Now, Joe, what you're saying is not only was it loud – but those chants were all show long. All show long. Before Raw began, during main event tapings, during the commercial breaks, during the matches, every time. And I got video. Each time it would come up, they would just randomly break into a Rocky Sucks chant. Uh, now, did you, know, you by any chance, were you able to watch the show back this morning on DVR or anything like that? I I did, and I I I did not hear a lot of the chants aside from where you guys said, which was the opening of the show, and maybe a, another time or two. So whatever they did to edit the uh, sound, they, it was it was heavily doctored. Uh, Joe, so this is interesting it. to me because no no offense, no disrespect to the match or anybody in that match, but the Kabuki Warriors match, the tag match for the championship last night. It was it was very very quiet during that match. Like you can almost hear a pin drop during that match. Were there any chants during that match? Because I didn't hear any. There were some chants um, during that match. I don't think that they they took to the level of okay. other points in the show, though. All right. Okay. Um, All right, Joe. All right, because. Because, Joe, I, I actually, Bully, was listening for it there because is there ever going to be a time you heard chants? It would have been during that match because the crowd was very quiet during that tag match. But, but Joe, thank you, man. That's very eye-opening to know that and appreciate the phone call. Thank you. So now that makes me think a little bit differently, Bully, because they did acknowledge the chants, but the only time that we heard the chants was in that opening segment. But now there's two people who were at Raw last night that said those chants were loud and those chants happened all show long. David only takes a spark to set off a uh, an inferno. 
And last night, they might, you know, there might have been enough of a spark that moving forward, you're going to hear more of these chants. And that was not on purpose. That was the crowd doing it. And they only acknowledged it that one time. And who knows, maybe Michael Cole acknowledged it because it was so loud in the arena that he felt like he had to acknowledge. Could be. Uh, let's go out to Fred in Indiana, who is also at Raw. All right, Fred, give us that on-site report. Is what Joe and Jason said true? Yeah, it's 100%. I, uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was so distressed from Friday night that I couldn't sleep all weekend. So I, I just I live in Indiana and got up and actually just called in sick and drove all the way to Missouri just for Raw, because I felt like there was things that I wanted to hear that didn't get addressed. And okay. that, from the moment you went in, just walking in, everybody was shitting all over what took place. And it was so hot and loud with Cody and Seth at the opening segment. And then after that, it was like a com- the vibe completely changed. And then when Cody came out with Shinsuke at the end, it wasn't, they were still for him, but it wasn't like they were, I think everybody was so upset that they just, it, it, it was so quiet. And I actually went back and rewatched the show this morning when I got back home and you, like the, the caller a minute ago, you could not hear the chants, the Rocky suck chants through the TV, but it was so loud in the arena that you actually had people that were drowning out other matches. And, and like the Kabuki Warriors you were talking about, yeah. it was so quiet. It was like dead silent for five minutes of the, of the beginning of the match. And I'm just afraid that with what Cody has put in is so relatable to me that that's why I drove that far because I felt like he, he has given me so much I can at least drive that far and give him back because he he's given me a fan uh, that passion back. But then, how how far did you drive? It was about eight hundred miles. Wow, wow! You dr- hold on. See, this is what I'm talking about about becoming so powerful, Dave. So over and so powerful. You drove eight hundred miles to see Cody Rhodes in person. Because he gave you back your passion for pro wrestling? Correct. This is... 100%. This is, this is Dave, and this is a, a realm, this is a level yep. that is not... What what what, what I want... Wow. But my, my question to you guys is, also, is... it, it If you remember back when, when Roman kind of had that first run and it felt like he was getting force-fed... And fans kind of everybody kind of picked up on it, and they they just had enough of it. And I, this feels exactly the same way. And I don't know why. Like Cody, to me, shouldn't have to take a back seat when he's done pretty much the work. Like assess the workhorse champion that belt. To me, that is what he's going for. But it's almost like he, his validation is the Roman belt, and. For him not to like take a back seat, who knows? It Rock's probably not going to stick around. 
it, it, I don't know. It, I'm just no, but, speechless. No, but Fred, let me ask you this, because this is another thing I brought up that I picked up, but you were there, so I'm, I'm interested to hear. It felt like to me every time that a possible match between Seth and Cody was brought up that the fans booed. Did you did yes, that? With- yeah, that is hundred percent. They when whenever whenever Cody was mentioned, he was it, it was a, a pop, and then and then but but then Roman started to get pops. Whereas normally he'd get you know you'd have to acknowledge me, and you know he had they start kind of getting okay, fine, and then and then not liking it. Well, that now they're cheering it, and Rock is getting a suck chance, and. It, it you're you're 100 on that. All right, uh, Fred, hold on one second. I want, I'm going to put you on hold. Our producer wants to talk to you, but um, bully, wow. First of all, wow for all three of the callers that we got that were actually at in St. Louis at Raw last night. But Fred traveling 800 miles, not to see his favorite wrestler, but because he was so upset about what they did to his favorite wrestler, that he had to be present for that Monday Night Raw last night to show his displeasure on how he was treated. And to hear all three of those callers say, Bully, that basically, from what I'm hearing, Bully, tell me if I'm wrong, they basically hijacked that show last night. Now, that's a Monday Night Raw that The Rock is not even at or Roman is at. So imagine as time goes on and this builds, what a shit show Philadelphia could could possibly be night number two of WrestleMania. As a guy who has experienced the worst of the worst in that city, of how they can turn on you. The WWE is in real dangerous territory right now with this scenario. Now, another thing, though, that is very bad, but it's something, Bully, that you brought up right at the beginning of today's show, and that is that you are so distracted by everything that's going on in that opening segment that, you know what, it took a lot out of the rest of the show. That's exactly what our caller Fred said that like that not only him but everybody else were not invested in anything else that was going on including the main event between Cody and Nakamura. Uh I was not really into the main event either because no wrestling match right now is going to interest me that Cody the only thing I want to know is what championship Cody is fighting for and why he has decided to make that decision. I'm interested in Cody's story. I'm interested in Cody's promos. I'm not interested in his matches. I don't care about the bull rope match. And I mean the way they ended last night would almost make you think that they're setting up for a three-way or they need somebody from Cody to face next week. If the WWE falls into the trap of having Cody wrestle every week and win every week, people don't give a shit about Cody winning. 
People don't give a shit about a strap match against Shinsuke and him winning. People are not going to give a shit about Cody against Drew and him winning. Nobody is going to care about this. All the people care about right now is Cody facing Roman Reigns. And the people, if Cody does not face Roman, and it's Cody and Seth, I guarantee you that that Philadelphia crowd is so behind Cody and Seth. Even if Cody versus Seth were to make the top 10 highlights of Botchamania, those people are going to be behind that match because they're going to want to see that match outshine The Rock and Roman Reigns. This hijacking of the shows, which we are not fans of, because people are hijack shows they do the what chance just for the sake of doing it the hijacking of these shows that could potentially happen especially at wrestlemania is because the people feel cheated you screwed us over we have been firmly behind this guy and it's not even about him losing last year but we've been firmly behind this guy and now you're going to pull him out of the spot that he deserves to be in by your standards because he won the Rumble? This is why we need the why. This is why I need to hear Cody tell me or why I need to hear Rock tell me why Cody stepped to the side so I can go, oh, okay, now I get it. He was a gentleman. He was chivalrous. He was a martyr. He did the right thing. Whatever. He took the bullet this time because it was more important for The Rock to fight for the family than it is for Cody to fight for the title. If I never get a why, I'll be able to deal with it because I'll understand the in and out of the pro wrestling business. I don't think fans will. Well, but, but Bully, you said it straight up to me at the end of, you know, what we saw at WrestleMania 39 that next day. And you talked about, hey, Dave, you're going to get your payoff. It's just going to be at next year's WrestleMania. I know you don't want to hear it, but you're going to get your payoff at next year's WrestleMania. And I remember you saying throughout this year, Bully, man, if you wait and you put this off, you're going to turn off some fans. And, and you use that word that you just used now. Some fans are going to feel cheated. Right now, the fans feel cheated. Now, can they turn this around? But here's the other problem. They may try to do damage control here. The fans may not buy it, bully. They may not buy it. They may try to do everything to put perfume on a pig to make this acceptable to the WWE universe, and they may not buy it. Did you see Cody's tweet last night? Yes. Yes, I did. Let me bring it up because I thought it was a very interesting tweet from Cody last night. Uh, shit. Tell me the time of the it. tweet. It was, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it during Monday Night Raw? Absolutely. It was about 9.35, 9.40 Eastern time, I would say. All right. Give me a second here because I want to I wanna bring ahead. it up. I'm, I'm on Cody's timeline right yep. now. And he did. He put this out and he said this. He did it at 9.34 uh, last night. So just before, you know, right in the middle of the show. So before the main event. Correct. He said, appreciate the passion. God bless you all. 
But trust me. What would make Cody Rhodes tweet that in the middle of Monday Night Raw? Because the show is almost hi- what? Because the show was being hijacked last night. Damage control. He had to try to calm down his fan base. Did the WWE tell him to do that? I I don't know the last time I've seen a wrestler tweet mid-show when the main event, they're in the main event in a in a three segment, basically a three segment main event. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're tweeting in the middle of the show, calm down, guys. I got this. Did Cody tweet that because Cody wanted to tweet it? Because if that was me, I wouldn't say a word. I'd be like, chant your balls off, people. But maybe it's a case, and you know how Cody is, bully. He's so respectful. Maybe he felt like the people who were in the ring were being disrespected by this. And I'm 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 looking right now as we're talking. Um, I'm, I put the raw on the DVR, and you're gonna have to give me a couple minutes here because I'm gonna fast see forward. What matches in the ring? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what match was in the ring at 9:30 or around that time, because we didn't hear it at home. But obviously, we've already had multiple people call in the show this morning that said that these chants were going on all show long, and they were loud. And you said. You went to social media and there was a clip from one of our callers and it was loud when you listened to it. We didn't get that on the TV. So maybe Cody's in the back and he's hearing the arena chanting this stuff and says, all right, this is maybe going a little bit too far because it could be disrespectful for the people who are on the ring busting their ass. That's that's obviously just my guess because like you, I'm trying to wonder why he would tweet something like that during the show. It was very odd to try to quell your fan base. Try to quiet your fan base. This is a really, really touchy situation because the WWE can't control it. Well, the uh, the um, the uh, match that was in the ring was uh, the Ivar Tazawa match at that time, and that was roughly around yeah, that was at nine thirty. And if things get worse, no matter what audio levels you play with, you won't be able to quiet everybody. Today's discussion. leads me to think about Mark Henry's suggestion even more yesterday. Like, Mark's suggestion yesterday of The Rock being at the press conference just saying, you know what, I made a mistake, or pulling himself out of the match, it didn't seem very realistic yesterday. After everything that was heard on Raw, or, you know, what we hear from the callers, maybe. Because it can't... How's it going to get better? The only way it can remotely get better is if we get the why. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? Why did Cody step aside? 
What did Rocky say? How did we get here? The more, the, the longer it goes on, the I believe the worse it is for the main event. Well, and, and I put out a poll over the weekend about, about do you want to see Cody and Roman or Roman and Rock? 75% said they wanted to see Cody and Roman. Now, you put out a poll last night that said about the interest of Cody and are you still invested in, in Cody? And it was 85%. So it's a, it's interesting to me while the wounds were still fresh over the weekend, your poll actually got a bigger response for Cody than I did. Here I am bully the Uber Cody fan. So you would expect that probably on my timeline, you're going to get a bigger, but yours was actually even bigger for Cody than mine was. And it was two days after I put out my poll. And I used a very specific word in my tweet. The word was care. And I put the word care in all caps. Right after that that opening set was, was over. Do you still care about Cody? 85% yes, 15% no. With about 12,000 votes in a matter of maybe two to two and a half hours. People are behind this guy. And the more, I don't, listen, I don't believe the WWE is screwing with Cody. I think they have his best interest in mind. But the perception right now amongst wrestling fans is that they are screwing with Cody. That's why the why is so important. Somebody has to tell me why. Cody has to tell me why he stepped aside. Why? If he was standing in front of me right now, I'd smack him in his fucking mouth and I'd be like, why did you do this? Why? You won the Royal Rumble. Why did you step aside? You had the chance to become the world heavyweight champion. Why did you step aside? Tell me. Make this make sense. I drove 800 miles to see you. Tell me. Bully, the perception is, in plain English, that he got fucked by the WWE. That's it. That's the perception of the WWE and the Cody Rhodes fan is that the company and the rock fucked them. That that's the perception right now. I I agree. It's, I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but this is why I need to hear the why. Busted open as part of the Sirius XM sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open every day of the week at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to SiriusXM.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today for 25 years mike's has been making lemonade the hard way Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.